It's been a while. It's been too long. The way we record these is weird, but we're back. David, are you excited? No. Show me you're excited. No, I'm not excited. All right, let's just get started. Ladies and gentlemen, people of all creeds, races, genders, and all types of wonderful equality, welcome back. It's been a while for me and you, David. We record these things really oddly, so while it looks like we've we've been talking together for I don't know how many episodes now, 8, 9, 10, you know, everyone thinks we're just talking to each other every week. We're not. I haven't spoken to you in almost over a month. David, I want to start the show before we get into anything. David, how you doing, man? I'm I'm doing uh you know what actually I'm not gonna bullshit you oh I, I am a, h- a human being okay are you and so how I'm doing is okay partially good could be better in some ways um could be worse in others uh but you know I'm here that's the important thing and I'm better now that I'm talking to the nerd I love to hate gotcha well you know what I really don't give a crap about the rest of your life but I am <laughs> glad that you are here because this is all that matters to me bro I don't care about your problems I don't. And I hope the audience doesn't either. In fact, I know you don't care because you're drinking a soda on the podcast and we can all hear it. So is it really that, that bad? Dude. I'm so oh, my bad. <laughs> I, I can't okay. drink during a podcast. Oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode. <laughs> I don't remember the number because we do these things out of order. I am one of your hosts. My name is Brian Ortiz. I am the other host, David Castillo. And welcome to Life's a Wreck. Uh, David, for those that are just joining us for the first time, or as we always like to say in the beginning, what is this show all about? Well, to sum it down into our mission statement, we always say this. What do I always say to you, David? What do I always say to you? You know, I honestly don't listen, so I can't imagine why other people would. But we're here to learn about each other through the lens of some pop culture bullshit. So take it away, please. Okay. Well, the answer was, what is life? But nothing more than a series of reactions to educational conversations with one another. Uh, Each week, each one of us uh, is learning about one another because we are frenemies at the most. Okay. And we've known each other for a long time, but we don't really know each other. So like we do at an awkward party, you and I use... Uh, pop culture as our social lubrication to talk to one another, right? You bring a topic or I bring a topic to the table. And through the discussion about that topic, you and I learn something personal about one another. It's usually trauma. I'm learning something positive and spiritual from you. You are breaking me down as a human and absolutely (laughs) destroying me because that's our relationship. And so each week, each one of us will learn something about at the end of the episode. We got to learn something about we got to tell each other what we learned about one another and today is my episode uh david uh i noticed uh you didn't ask me how i'm doing so i'm gonna answer for you because that's rude uh david i don't know if you know this about me because it's been a while uh and i you know uh david i am currently single i broke up with my girlfriend not too long ago Oh, you know uh, okay. that, David? I- I'm sorry. I'm laughing over here on the other side. Yeah, you are laughing a that lot. Was, that was incredibly rude. What I just want to say is, hey, you know, I'm sorry to hear, man. I really am. You know, 
Thank you, David. I appreciate that not sincere moment that you just gave me when you were laughing. And, you know, it means a lot to me that we're going to talk today about some stuff. So, uh, you know, it, it, these moments happen in life. You know, it was something that it just needed to end. The time was over. It just wasn't what it was, it was before. People change. People move on. Um, and I do as I usually do. I go through my depressive, uh, uh, you know, self-reflective type situation, right? And I explore my problems. I, my mind starts thinking of all the things I may or may have not done right. I go into these black voids that I fill with buying stuff on Amazon or playing games or sometimes, for some reason, talking to you, even though you just hurt me. So, I, you know, <laughs> you go through a lot of different phases, right? One of those phases for me is I start examining myself. And I'm wondering, like, why am I like this? Why am I this person? Why do I act the way I act, right? And I'm not, I don't want to get into too much of it. But I know that one of the big things for me is being raised by films, uh, I mean, by my mom, of course. But I mean, like, you know, my life was not cool like yours, like sports and boxing and fighting and fighting my dad and boxing and whatever, whatever. <laughs> like, my life was about movies as a way to escape or understand. So growing up, a lot of the movies, like most people in this world, um, a lot of my awakenings and understandings are built and on those backbones. One of the biggest people for me, David, and here's the question and topic for the day, was director and writer of the 1980s, John Hughes, and his vast catalog of fantastic movies, in my opinion. But my life was built on a lot of those, and I realized when I go back and examine myself, okay, a lot of what I believe or understood or learned, for some reason, came from those movies. Now, I'm not that old, okay? I was born in the mid-80s, so, like, I wasn't <laughs> aware of it. It didn't come until later, but that's me. Now... I have a love for them, and for those that don't know, uh, you know, John Hughes was this... Uh, I, in fact, if you don't know, I'm quite surprised, and... You're not listening to this podcast if you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're doing here, to be honest. I just... I don't know... You sh you shouldn't say this on a podcast, but you can unsubscribe, probably, because there's going to be... I mean, David talks a lot about, like, a lot of weird stuff that nobody knows about, you know... <sighs> Empiricism, so. rationalism phenomenology what's what's Dude, wrong with that <laughs> i think you made up the last one so okay uh you know john hughes big old writer did a lot of stuff uh writing and directing um some of his big hits that are just kind of the big ones that everybody knows off the top of their heads are things like 16 candles the breakfast club weird science ferris bueller's day off planes trains and automobiles Uncle Buck, and then, of course, a lot of his writing credits like National Lampoons, Mr. Mom, The Great Outdoors, and so forth and so forth. Oh, and not to forget the super uber Christmas classic, Home Alone, one and two. Did you even so, mention Uncle Buck? I just did it. You're not even listening. Oh. I just I just said Uncle Buck. That like, should have been the first one you ago. said. <laughs> okay. So, you know what? Let's just start off the bat. David, I immediately you ask me all the time what's the topic i told you the topic and you sent a series of angry emojis <laughs> a lot of angry faces a couple of eggplants so i think you wanted to hate fuck me when i said this so i'm not really sure first i'm just gonna ask you straight up david what's your deal with john hughes i mean you hate han zimmer okay you hate a lot of other people that you put on blast all the time so david what's your deal with john hughes and uh, before you rip my head off you know Tell me right away, off the top of your head, what's what's the deal? What's the deal with John okay. Hughes? So I'll start with. <laughs> oh no! What? Hey, here's very... our new. This is wait, wait, wait. This is it. Perfect. This is our news. We're hey, ladies and gentlemen, new segment I just made up. David's corner. David, 
what's the deal? Okay, it's uh, we're gonna we're, you always have a problem with something, right? So this is it's it's either called David, what's the deal, or David on blast. Uh, you know, people at home, let us know what you like. Okay, so first things first, which is when it comes, there is something personal I'll mention, which is okay. that with John Hughes films, because I grew up on them, uh, not, and I don't have any fond memories. I don't like most of the films. I liked what? some as a kid, but Whoa. anyways. Okay. So part of this is I do think John, that some of the Hughes films gave me a very warped perception of what it meant to fit in. So one of the things was ve- was very stupid. Again, I was a stupid kid. I-, I copped that. One of them was always getting angry at my parents as, as a very young kid. For not giving us a two-story house. I wanted what? a two-story house. Everybody has a two-story house in John Hughes films. And oh, so God. First my, world problems, David. Yeah, exactly. My parents, God bless them, were like, ah, mijo, I, I mean, you know, we're, we're trying to give you a better life so you can afford the two-story house. <laughs> Your parents are struggling every day. They're like, our family's worked hard in this country. We're killing it for you, son. We're giving you education and love. And you're just like... Fuck you. Where's my two-story house, mom and dad? <laughs> exactly. And, okay. And Top so and so so as I've said before, I grew up with uh, with you know going to private schools. So I grew up with a lot of rich people, and right. so there was there was definitely an envy there. Oh, you know, no. yes, a penis envy, if you will. <laughs> like so many surrounded by so many rich people, seeing these rich Dude. people problems in especially in Hughes films, oh and just God. being like, you know what, man. Why don't I have that? Is it is it because I'm Latino? Huh? Is that it? No, it's no, it can't be. Come on, there are some Latino characters in John Hughes, Hughes films, aren't there? No, there aren't. Oh, oh, maybe that's why we'll get to the second part. So I'm not gonna like turn this into like some sort of like a discussion on ethics, okay. whether performative or otherwise. But all right, I was actually it's funny you mentioned this because I was talking with my talking to my fiance about. I think one of I don't know if it was Breakfast oh. Club or Sixteen Candles, and that brings up to a good point, David. For the people at home uh, who haven't heard it yet or haven't said it yet, you're currently engaged, and we're getting ready for your wedding soon. Am I right? We don't need to talk about that. I'm having second thoughts as we speak. Oh <laughs> wow! <laughs> Breaking news on uh, David. What's the deal? Uh, you're having okay. Well, this was going to be a nice segment, but I guess we'll have to talk about your. Uh, Maybe leaving the wedding. So, ladies and gentlemen, potentially David is getting runaway married groom. this year. Runaway, you might run away groom. You might like four it. weddings in a funeral situation. I don't know what's happening. We're going to find out. Uh, but, yeah, just for those at home. So, you have a unique perspective on things. I am uh, uh, alone, uh, becoming a semi-fat, nerdy kid who has no one in his life except his loving mother, who is fantastic. But no Jeez. special partner because I'm broken. And David, on the other hand, as we've come to learn to the podcast, who is stable AF and seems to know what's going on, has a partner and is getting married. So this is a very unique perspective that I'm hearing right now. So uh, so you're watching John Hughes, Warped Perspective. You're watching these movies. Continue. No, no. It was uh, – so she had brought up uh, a couple films. That she, one which is not Hughes-related, which was St. Elmo's Fire. And, of course, she had watched uh, – I don't know if it was like Breakfast Club or whatever, but or like Sixteen Candles, but for for my fiance, yeah, there was nothing to appreciate, especially from a female perspective. She just, wow, this is just a bunch of like sexist bullshit. Now really? she grew up, 
she didn't grow up with these films, right? So oh, so she me, saw them like recently, within the last couple years. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. And and my thing is that uh, it was just more of like, well, you know what? These movies exist in a capsule, and I have no interest in revisiting this kind of stuff. And it's like it's one thing to accept these movies on their own. I think it's another to pretend like there wasn't always a problem with, say, like the Long Duck Dawn character or whatever the case may be. And so sure. when I go back to them, when I rewatch these films, I just like, you know, that this is not a part of my world. And I think there's a big difference between you and I. And one of the reasons why I was so like excited oh, okay. by, by the anger that you just summoned in me, which is that I think when you watch films, I think for you, it's, it's a genuine retreat. It's, it's okay. a world to get lost in. Okay. And yes, there can be parallels in your life, and you feel like that's why it's worth revisiting. For me, there are no parallels, and I don't retreat anywhere. It's So when I you know watch, say, like a Hughes film, and I think about um, John Hughes himself uh, you know, being sort of a, a kind of a Reagan-era Republican, and, okay. and really trying to kind of promote a sense of like, hey, you know what? These suburban families aren't that messed up. And and then knowing that, well, you know, yeah, listen, like, you know, s- suburbia itself, uh, you know, following World War II has a racist history. And 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 Reagan, and I know you hate it when I bring up Reagan, but... Here we go th- again. This, yeah, this bring notion- out your Reagan chart, dude. Bring out your fucking Reagan papers. Talk about Reaganomics. I usually cut all that stuff out of the podcast anyway. Because and I don't know, I don't know You go on into like, there's like hours of, of audio of you just talking about Reagan, Reaganomics, the 1980s. I'm like, David, I can't use this stuff. And you keep talking about Reagan, dude. <laughs> so I'm going to force you to use some of that stuff. But the point is that. <laughs> Damn it. But the point is like, I, I can't watch these movies from the lens of like, oh, let me just like isolate myself and just let, let me just see what Hughes was trying to say. And, and, and let me just appreciate the performances on their own. No, it's like, I'm like, you know what, man, screw that. I, I don't. I don't need to see like the fucking misogyny and sex, especially Ferris Bueller, like which is just one of the most repugnant characters. How dare <laughs> you? It's just a how pure dare sociopath. You? We're, we're, <laughs> how like, fucking dare you? All right. I don't want to sympathize with that stuff. Now, so is I, there I, like so what's it what so is your deal like are you just angry that you didn't have the two story house and so you say fuck you to John Hughes because there is a strange correlation between your attitude about these movies. Did you live in a suburban, by the way? I did, yes. So is so so is there something to that? Is that was that where this hate uh, some of this is fueled from your own personal suburban life living and you just like I don't want to see this shit on TV. I fucking lived it. Well, it's so yes. However, that to me has nothing to do with hypocrisy. That has to do with I don't want to watch a movie and feel guilty about my time spent. Like and so <laughs> So these movies <laughs> Okay, I think I get it. So these movies are and, making you feel guilty for the life that you had lived because they're taking so, a perspective on it. So yes and no, which okay. is to me, it's, it's a problem that you see with like, you know, uh, the, the self-help like snake oil salesman, which is that they set up a very unrealistic expectation of kind of the world around you. So um, to me, it's like, you don't know, go all or nothing. Either you're, either you have a genuine thing to say with family drama and family dynamics or or even just funny which i think a lot of like a lot of the comedy in hughes films i actually don't care for although i do like uncle buck uh because i think uncle buck is a genuine character so uncle buck the gets teenagers a pass. that one gets yes. a pass okay all right yes interesting the teenagers interesting. the teenagers in a lot of the hughes films uh-huh. are not genuine to me 
the only thing that's genuine is when Emilio Estevez is high and screaming and breaks the glass in uh, Breakfast Club. Because that's normal, right? Kids scream all the time. Exactly. Break glass, David, in windows. <laughs> that's fucking also, normal. Do you not think that Hughes was trying to say something about those social groups when he made that, when he wrote that I think story. he, no, I think he was trying to say something, but I don't think he was being, he's, he's taking these tropes and these ideas and wrapping them in this veneer that we can understand. Now, I will agree with you. I do, but this is where I, this is what's weird. I agree with you, but I also absolutely hate everything you're saying. But what the weird part is, I totally agree <laughs> with you. I realized that my life a lot of it came from what you quoted as the warped vision of the way things are. And that's, I think, 100% true. I, in, in, a, in a good and bad way, this movie warped how I thought growing up things were going to be. You know what I mean? Like how I was supposed to act or do or represent. Not again, thinking that these characters were real, but when I was so young and impressionable, I believe they were real. And you know where, and I'll tell you, David, a little bit about, I know we're talking about you today, which is already so angry and dark, but I'll tell you something slight and silly, okay? Do you know when I thought these movies were like, were legit, this is life, and I need to like learn from these? When? Super embarrassing story. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Weird Science, 1985, okay? <laughs> I'm relating to these characters, a bunch of nerdy virgin kids who cannot get women, okay? I mean, that's me, essentially, right, at that age. I have so everyone obviously thinks Lisa's hot and she's like the the big thing, right? That's not my jam. Lisa was not my Lisa was hot, but she wasn't my jam. I think the only thing I got of that out of that whole thing was uh, young kid, older woman, dominated kink situation that like just absorbed into my life. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just like like Hughes's perception of sexuality. Absolutely. So there was a moment at the end of the movie. Um, all right. So uh, Wyatt and Gary have Lisa. But in the movie, they're also pining for like the regular high school hotties that exist there, right? Which is Debbie and Hilly. And Hilly is the brunette played by uh, Judy Aronson. And for me, I was super attracted to her, like her in particular. Lisa was hot, but she's the one that I wanted. I don't know, like something about her. Right? I was like, I don't want Lisa. I want, I want her. And at the end of that movie, <laughs> this right? Is great psychology Hughes mm -hmm. films have instilled in people. Mm -hmm. Right? Like. I don't want the hottie. I want that one. The one that seems more, I guess, attainable. I don't know. Point is, at the end of the movie, right, they've all learned their lessons. They take the girls home. Uh, Wyatt is outside, and he takes some advice from Lisa, and he's kissing her, right, making the big gesture, winning the girl, and he puts his hands on her butt, and he squeezes, and she, like, moans for a second and then eases into it. Now, I know, David, you're over here being like, oh, it's so fucking sexist, and oh, God, I can feel that, all that, bleh. Okay, you're not wrong, okay? All right, fuck you. You're not wrong. Way to ruin my childhood. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I thought that was real, okay? So my first girlfriend, God bless her soul, having to deal with my bullshit, the first time I really kissed a girl like that, I remembered what happened in Weird Science. I crawled my hands down the back, right? And I squeezed the tush as hard as I could. Well, not as hard, like, you know, the, the soft, supple way, like in the movie. And you know what, David? I think I'm probably, I'm making this up in my head, but as I remember, I think it worked. I think I worked just like in the movies, right? And I thought, oh, crap. All the John Hughes movies are right. 
They're hyper silly and weird, but they're right. And from that day forward, I solidified, as you put it, the warped vision of what those worlds are and how those techniques could apply to my life. So, and I think about that all the time because now that I'm uh, alone, brokenhearted, single, semi-fat, nerd, Thank you, David. I, there's no sympathy there, but they, I appreciate it. That's awesome. Well, I was just like, anything, I was just, just kind of in all of like your your usage of the semi-fat. It's like I'm working out now, David. Well, yeah, I'm just saying you're working on it. You you don't working have to on it. Use like weird language jujitsu to kind of look. When we started this podcast, I was a fat nerd, and now on this journey, the public is going with me. I'm becoming a semi-fat nerd, and then hopefully by the time I'm done with this, dude. I'm buff as shit, and I will bop you in the face, dude, and call you my lady bitch. Like, I, I feel like our development is going in reverse. Like, we're like, I grew up as, like, this wannabe, like, jock douche, and now feel like, oh, I play Magic the Gathering, and I write a lot. Okay. And now Brian, <laughs> who started out getting picked on, is is going to get ripped. And when you do, <laughs> you're probably going to shove me in a locker and now oh. you're just going to like go around squeezing oh. girls' asses. David, <laughs> my, how the tables have turned. It's and you know what? You know what the common denominator is? What's that? I realize the error of my ways. John Hughes films suck. You appreciate John Hughes. Mind blown, right? Dude, our paths <laughs> diverted. Oh, that is the point where you and I like went in different directions. You were like, this is bullshit. And I was literally like, this is real life, dude. Oh my God, David. Our, that is hilarious. Our relationship as males has just really made a, a, a turn of understanding with one another. Oh my God. Okay, but I cut you off though. You you were in the middle of. I mean, I think getting to a real point though. The the truth is, I think that's that 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 really influenced the way I tried to act or behave. I felt that like grand gestures had to be done to woo and or impress women. Um, I I felt like, like Ferris Bueller, big gestures and confidence is what got you Sloan. You know what I mean? Um, the nerdy, dorky friend never seemed to win half the time in those movies. So I was like, I don't want to be that. Turned out being that. So, But soon not, right, David? I'm going to get jacked. I'm going to get ripped. This is going to happen. It's going to be 3 a.m., all right, dude? I'm going to go to your house. You're not going to hear my car because I jogged all the way there from my fucking house, dude, okay? I stealthily sneak into your home. I kick the door open hard, all right, like a Marine. I gently take your fiance and put her outside nicely and be like, I'll be right back, excuse me. Shut the door, lift you. I'm going to kiss you passionately. I'm going to squeeze your ass, dude. And you won't notice this, but I've also dragged in a set of lockers. I'm gonna push you in the fucking oh. lockers, dude. And then, and then, I'm gonna close it, lock it, and say, "Welcome to hell, nerd." And then just start shoving magic cards through the slits, okay, dude? Because <laughs> you and I check out time never. <laughs> you sound like Chet. <gasps> Eventually, you're gonna be like a huge turd with a crew cut. Which I think, David, by the way, have our lives, ever... have you become Wyatt and I've become Chet? <laughs> it sounds like. David, <laughs> what happened? I was the ducky. I was the Wyatt. How did I become Chet? Oh, my God. Because you used a John Hughes film, of all things, as a blueprint for how to behave. 
for inner psychology. And that's exactly the case I'm making, man. Like, we're seeing it play out in real time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a nightmare we're living in, dude. What a nightmare. David, so John Hughes, we throw that playbook out the window, right? So, like, let me ask you this, man. You've always been a man of wisdom and wise sage, in my opinions. And and, and I'm going to ask you some hard questions, okay? I wouldn't, so, like... This isn't your blueprint. First of all, just kind of a yes or no. Did you do you have a blueprint? Did something imprint on you that influenced you, your the your actions inside of a relationship? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, college. Okay, okay. So first, I want to ask you, David. Like, first the question is, let me tell me what in college. Give me a short story here. What in college uh, imprinted on you the idea of how to be in a relationship? Okay, first I'm gonna ask you that question. Tell me. Uh, so first off, like less masturbation, that really helped. Is that a joke or are you serious? <laughs> I think it was supposed to be a joke, but the fact that you didn't like laugh, you're just like, are you telling me the truth? Okay, uh, look, now uh, some me, some like, would question. say that five times a day is too much. Okay, now I scoff at that, so like I cannot tell. I'm questioning myself now and kind of worried. That's where that that came from. The fact I was like, oh shit, I masturbate like five times a day. I think David's being serious, and I may have just screwed myself. That where that that's where that came from, David. So, uh, so I, I would say so. It was a joke on my end, oh. but I, there's probably validity to that as just a general okay. principle. Okay. All right. Like, well, now that you've now that you've outed me and my masturbation habits, David. <laughs> thanks a lot. College, go. Uh, you know, listen. Like I, I, for me, like when it came to Whitman, I, I just uh, listen. I'm, I'm dogging on John Hughes films, but totally objectified women in college and was uh but also didn't have any relationships like i you know was not going out with anybody first second third year of college and stuff like that so this is really strange okay and uh it's kind of weird to even put this out here oh shit um getting deep but um let's dive david let's dive before YouTube and Facebook, right? Okay. We still had the internet in the 90s, sure. but it was <laughs> yes, just did. kind of these, it was proto levels, right? We, uh, you know, we had like Quake as our way of like, uh, you know, reaching into Deep the uh, there. other parts of the globe. And the other thing that we had was Rage Against the Machine had a community forum. What? The official band page. Okay. This is back in, I think, um, oh, like 99, 2000, Where is this going? All right. So I became one of those forum members. Um, I wasn't there for very long because the Rage Against Machine forum got shut down by the government. What the? When kids, when kids were like, so 9-11 happens and people are like, fucking America deserved it. Jesus. <laughs> you know? and, and it's just, it's, it's nasty okay. and like. And, repu- and and so you're on this. You become what becomes a terrorist illegal website really quick, <laughs> and you in the 1990s, uh, dude. The connection yes. between this and how you low relationships, I cannot wait to see the connection. Continue. So, obviously, you you meet people not in the traditional way. <laughs> sure, when you're talking but, about anti-government um, systems, absolutely, like you do. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and and so that community had to split off. And uh, there was this one girl that I used to that I would talk to um, a lot. And she was, uh, she was like this Italian girl, born in Switzerland, and uh, and the the weirdest thing is that we actually did end up meeting. Wow, dude, this is a classic story, David. Where did you meet? Uh, which Paul? This was uh, after I graduated college, <gasps> and then I, she actually came down to um, to Fort Worth um, because she's a, she's a journalist, and um, okay. and she was actually doing some travel writing. Okay. 
already knew each other at that at this point, and and it didn't become a thing. And and the reason why it didn't become a thing is uh, not just because like you know I was ugly and she was attractive. But... <laughs> oh right, the classic. <laughs> you're a zero. She's a hero. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Story of my uh, life, dude. But, but but to me, like you know, the, the sort of really like one of the like first sort of you know females that I had what I felt was like a legitimate relationship was also like. Well, she was like super intelligent. This is a person that already had a career by the time that I was like graduating college. So you attribute this as your first real relationship? Is that what you said? Like, you know, real relationship? Yeah. And this was an online relationship? Exactly. Wow. Um, Interesting. But but being up close to someone that was intelligent, independent, like, you know, it just it totally just kind of dissolved that image of like, oh, that that girl is so hot. I got to win her over. I, I need those grand gestures. I, I need to do something that show, you know, let's like, now fuck all that, man. Just like, listen, your journey is going to take you wherever it must go. And if that journey happens to overlap with somebody else's, the relationship will flourish. David, why didn't it happen? Why didn't it click? I mean, look, you're marrying, you're going to marry a very wonderful lady. Okay. I'm not saying that. We're talking about past stuff, right? So what? Why right. didn't it click? I mean, that sounds like a story. <laughs> Listen, you can ask me anything. Like I said, this is supposed to be therapy. If it's if I'm gonna go at you about like your dad, you listen, you you can you can put me on blast or anything. But I'm comfortable talking about dude, it. Dude, it sounds like you and had a it, ten. It, why did you bat zero, my dude? Is that a, is oh, that is that work? Is that what you're trying to say about Nicole? Damn. No, I just said I. Nicole, I, if you're listening. No. I did not prompt him. Nope, Nicole, I preface this by saying you're marrying a wonderful lady. This is the past, all right? Clearly, she lost and Nicole won. And I, you should be happy, dude. I try to use a sports metaphor, by the way, and you just blasted over that. I don't even think that's right. My bad, my How bad. dare you? I, you know I want credit and attention when I say something sports-related, David. God damn it. Um, okay, so why but... did you hook up with this 10 from Switzerland? That sounds terrible. Well, Hold one, on. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to degrade her with a yeah, number. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm so goddamn sorry. What I meant what to say. What a coincidence. The dude that still loves John Hughes. Right, first off, is still fuck <laughs> off. All right. Right off the bat. Fuck you. The, I'm sorry. This hyper intelligently equal individual to you in comparison to you who is a zero. She is a 10. There you go. Why didn't it work? Why did you hook up? The The main reason is like one. Well, you know, like. If it were had been a relationship, it would have been long distance, and that's like really difficult. Uh, but the other thing is that it was just it was that recognition that oh, I don't like yeah, sure. No matter like how attracted I am or whatever, uh, I don't see the the sort of I'm really trying hard not to like sound like you know sex zen. No, no, no. Shit, you know what? Like, Screw thanks, that, so, like, dude. I want you to get sex in. Don't be afraid, David. If I have to talk about putting <laughs> uh, fucking jock straps and dick cups on my face, I want you to get sex in on me, all right, dude? <laughs> Just let it out, dude. Let it out. Open up. Which, again, the, the whole point being that, like, well, being on the journey with this person and recognizing all the different values beyond simply sexuality, it was very easy to just be like, you know what? It's 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 cool hanging out with you and... Uh, and if there's not a relationship here, that's cool too. And I think that's kind of like I think that kind of again I didn't it didn't it wasn't like a light bulb moment where I'm like oh man I'm just gonna stop masturbating. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it was it was more of like okay uh, maybe you know all those like John Hughes films that I watched wasn't giving me the right direction in terms of like how to view people that you love in a very uh, in a less superficial way. 
And and I think and this is not to single out John. No, Hughes. No, 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 no. I of keep course, doing that. Course. I apologize. Hey, the show, the topic of the show is, is John Hughes. That's what we're talking about. Well, yeah, fair enough. But but you really, it's, it's just it was that mentality, you know. In whether and not, even not necessarily in the '80s, but the '90s of you know, you look at a movie like Can't Hardly Wait, right? Like how creepy is Preston's journey in retrospect? Yeah. Here's a guy who's never talked to Jennifer Love's character, but writes her this like massive love letter. And he expects his obsession alone to win her over. That's creepy as fuck. So, like I said, I'm not singling out John Hughes. I think it's just our perception of and the way we viewed uh, relationships in right. general, not just like not just sexuality, but I think we saw relationships as very like, hey, these. Well, are they were really romanticized that... in the 1980s and the 1990s. Exactly. So, what I'm hearing, David, is you uh, you pitched the ball, you fumbled it. And you couldn't pick it back up. She was too woman for you, man. You couldn't handle it because you're a puss. You're a zero. That's She's a 10, you... all right, dude? You couldn't close, as they say in the 1980s, you couldn't close the deal, my friend. <laughs> you're a <laughs> fucking gonna... loser. Wait, wait, I'm going to shove you in a locker and throw magic cards <laughs> down there. It's closing time, nerd. Woo! Sorry, I really blacked uh, out is, there for a second, it, dude. I felt like I was ogre. It looked I, like it. I turned into ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. I don't like what working out is doing to me, David. This is terrible. God damn it, dude. That's what's happening, Fuck, isn't it? These abs I, are I just making you, me the, angry. The transformation. <laughs> you know, we needed to get you like back into nerd shape, like just more lemon chicken. Oh, fuck uh, you. How dare you know that? How dare you know and... that it's lemon chicken? How dare you? How you? I just had some today. Oh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> I am trying to be, the, like I said, I, I'm trying to do right. I'm trying to the, the, the real nerd lifestyle. David, uh, how do you deal with, you know, again, because none of these movies really dealt with this kind of concept. Uh, maybe, like, they touched upon it, but there was no, like, movie based around it. Ferris Bueller, Weird Science, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club probably the m closest to a lot of us because they picked personalities and issues that people can, can relate to. That's probably... Maybe that one in like 16 Candles might be the most relatable. Breakfast Club and 16 Candles, I guess. You know what I'm saying? In the Pantheon. Cannibal, 16 Cannibals. Yeah, 16 Cannibals. Very <laughs> underrated. Uh, man, woo, that movie messed me up. David, how do you deal with breakups, man? Because I struggle, dude. And I'm not the kind of weirdo that will stalk or call or bug my ex. I don't want to do that stuff. I respect their privacy. And it ended and it ended. But it doesn't stop. And we've talked about this before. But the people that I wronged or hurt or lost or loved and no longer with me, I think about them all the time. I cannot not think about them. I think about them a little less thanks to the wise wisdom that you gave me on our episode, actually. But it doesn't stop, right? So, David, how do you deal with breakups, man? I, help me out here. I'm struggling. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be, I don't want to be John Cusack in High Fidelity. And I always feel like I just <laughs> go down the rabbit hole of asking all my girlfriends, what the fuck was wrong with me? Why did we break up? Like, I don't want to do that. So how do you handle that shit, David? How do you handle that? Can, can I use a really just out there analogy? I guess I'm, I'm sure no one's going to understand this, but I guess I can't stop you. So go ahead. Okay. So one of my fascinations uh, in college um, was basically new text, uh, new New Testament, uh, what's called textual criticism, basically like like history of the Bible. I used to read a lot of books about Jesus okay. Christ, um, like from a historical perspective, right? This wasn't like theology or anything like that. Just I don't know why. Um, for actually, I know exactly why. When I was on those internet forums, Rage Against the Machine wasn't only the one wasn't the only one. I also loved talking shit to uh, creationists. Man. 
You were like a bully in the 1990s? What's up, dude? 100%. You were yes. a bully anti-government. Like you were just you're like the guy who sat in dark rooms and trolled forums and chat yes. roulette was like, yes. "What's your deal with the American government? Let's talk." Was that you, dude? Just just, <laughs> just jamming jolt cola and surge in your mouth and being like, "Friday night Doritos jolt anti-government establishment websites. Fuck, I love David's life." Was that you, dude? You know what I was doing? I was masturbating, David. I was masturbating to whatever porn I could download at 56 so kilobytes. So was I. That's ex- <laughs> okay. Oh, by the way, like, okay, so again, I've really been trying to, like, I, I hate the way you ask certain questions and makes it look like I've, like, taken the high road in life. I remember downloading porn from a floppy disk. How is that? How That's is that how the low point of life? <laughs> Oh, it's not? (laughs) Okay, you know what? Your perspective is fucked, dude. I don't have a two-story house. I download porn from floppy disks. I became really intellectual with women when I tried to go for an older woman, and she taught me and melted my views. Oh, Brian, fuck you. You like Johnny Hughes. That's what I'm getting from this conversation. I'm looking for help, and all I'm getting is you being this really badass, as usual, me being broken AF. Okay, hold on. Let me. Okay, so let me get to the point, all right? Because I don't want you to feel bad. So the point about like the whole like study behind Jesus Christ is is actually a lot of fun because a lot of historians don't really know who he was, and there are different theories, right? Was he a social prophet? Um, one of the most convincing theories is that well, he was an apocalyptic prophet. David, he was know? actually a time traveling magician. Did you know that? God damn it, dude. <laughs> The only way I can make this point is if you don't interrupt me. <laughs> Continue. So, so my point is, we know what who, or we have a good idea of who Jesus was from the beginning because of who he was at the end. And so, to me, like relationships, same principle, which is, you know, if you want to deal with like that sort of that breakup period mm-hmm. better. Well, then it's got to be within a relationship that started out well. And I think a lot of relationships don't start out. It's like they start out on superficial terms, right? Whether it's just like, oh, man, that chick is hot. Like, oh, and she wants me? Badass. Or, you know, or you go after someone because of what they represent. And I don't mean in like a politics kind of like trophy wife kind of level. No, I, th- I think we've all been in that scenario, especially as we, you know, kind of try to find work, became adults where the person that we're after – is maybe the kind of person that like, well, I mean, hey, she's got a stable job or like, man, she's, she's attractive, has potential. And and these are, you know, these can be very small subconscious gotcha. things that kind of factor into like why we go after the people that we go after. And and so to me, like the only way for that end to feel good where you know that, you know what, man, it wasn't, it wasn't just me, it wasn't just her. It was just the relationship. The relationship took its natural course, not us fucking up. And I think that only happens if it begins, like, sincerely. If it begins on a level that, where both people are mature, where both people already love each love themselves to begin with, enough so that, like, well, they can handle the loss. But, but yeah, I, I think that sincere starting point gives for, like, a smoother finish when it happens. Gotcha. Interesting. And so that's what you do. You when you when you when you not anymore because my boys get married. When you were seeking out mates, you were trying to start them off sincere. 
you were looking for the sincere, a sincere you were looking for it <laughs> later, later on. on in life. Yeah, 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 yeah. After yeah, yes, after yeah. you blew it with the mature Switzerland woman, you started looking for <laughs> sincere <laughs> relationships Dick. because then those would end. Not to say that we all don't start off with rocky stuff. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I get what that's interesting. So that's very interesting. And it hasn't been like, and that's not to say that like, you know, I, you know, I've had relationships where it didn't start out sincere, but, but, you know, like it was always able to like end well for me, not because I'm fucking enlightened or anything like that. But honestly, man, like I just, for me, I had shit to do. Like I loved writing. I had good friends. I had like an awesome family. And that's exactly the kind of shit that I should be proud of because John Hughes would have approved. That's the kind of life he had a very privileged, right? But who you are is going to persist beyond you know, a relationship, right. marriage, choosing whatever. writing and life no and hobbies and family is important. You know what I'm saying? And those are values that, like you said, those seem to be values that John Hughes would approve of. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. Interesting, David. It, it's like the principle of relationships, right? I mean, if, if you have like, if you have bad relationships with like friends, which I think people have. Absolutely. That's definitely another episode that we got to talk about, by the way, toxic friends. Uh, Oh, you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, David. I it was absolutely so funny if was, was. You son of a bitch. <laughs> this is me trying to say we have to have a relationship, uh, an episode about us. <laughs> uh, so that's interesting. That's so fascinating, David. You shed away the pop culture. You shed away this world. You start to become more enlightened. And that makes sense. Look at your track. Now you're getting married to a wonderful lady. You know what I'm saying? You found your your uh, ten plus Switzerland traveling mature woman in your life as as the, the the standard, and now look at you, man. You are moving forward, and I'm falling backwards. You are becoming this enlightened, beautiful nerd, and I'm getting jacked and ripped, and looking to smash and crush in the bars, while you are looking to smash and crush in the relationship, dude. That's amazing, David. Good lord. Uh, you make it sound like far more glamorous than it is but I, I listen the one thing you could say is that once you get ripped and you need to go back to that nerd lifestyle at least it's going to take longer to fall into like a diabetic comatose which state. i was probably halfway there to be honest let's be real here okay <laughs> i was probably there dude so david now that you're like getting married and stuff like that do these movies have are you even less connected or in touch with any of these movies at all now that your perspective has widely changed and is constantly changing? Do these John Hughes movies just completely get written off in your life? You know, it's a great question. I feel like they have. And it's funny because even a movie like Heat, you think Heat's a great film, right? Yeah. I think Heat's a great film. Yeah. I watched it. Did we just agree on a movie? We, we did. I know, right? Holy crap. But Let's mark this down, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, though. I did watch it with my fiance, and I think the reason why, like, the reason why I think things work with me and Nicole is that very similar sensibilities, but to me, I grew up loving Heat. Heat was a classic at the time. She doesn't know any of that shit, so she's not biased by any of, like, how people think of Michael Mann, the actors that were in it, and so forth, even though, you know, she loves De Niro Pacino, but nonetheless, we saw it the other day, and she was just, like, laughing at it, like, 50% of the time, I'm like, What's so funny? And then, of course, like <laughs> the cert- the scenes that she's laughing, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is funny. Like that's some really terrible dialogue between De Niro and Amy Brenneman or or some of the music that Michael Mann. And I guess like some of that kind of uh, breaks the illusion, kind of breaks the spell. And movies, I think, used to have a spell on me and they no longer do. And I don't really know why that is. 
But I, I think for me, the issue with Hughes films is that culture, which movies are a part of, should have something to say, should have an impact. Maybe they don't want to say anything, but they should have impact. And if what you're trying to say is no longer relevant or the people that watch feel guilty in in whatever way that is, whether subtle because like the sexism or like overt because you're like, that's not really a good film, then then this is not something that we need to like uh this is not something that needs to be carried on. It can it can be a capsule for its time, but we don't need to like talk it up as this like great thing that like future generations need to like respect and enjoy. If they do, great, that's fine. You know, that's that's their prerogative. But um but I don't think these are things that we need to like cherish. Um you know, as as like a piece of entertainment, sure. Sure. But as something that has something to say um about human psychology and drama no we can discard that shit man we're we're i think past that um and and it goes back to what i keep saying like i just i don't think art that makes me feel guilty about enjoying it is worthwhile art and i think hughes kind of falls into that category sometimes still like some hughes films um but in general it's not a catalog i'm gonna like go back to and feel like oh yeah john hughes is fucking great no that is deep as hell my dude thank you uh, David, it's that time of the show already, dude. We're already there. Um, Man, I feel like you didn't talk at all, dude. I'm, I'm, so, I'm like, so happy about that. Finally, I didn't have to say much. I can't wait. Um, we've hit that part of the show, David, where uh, we've talked all the way around. Uh, we've dove in. I've told you some of my embarrassing secret truths. You've told me so much about your life I had no idea about, dude. Um all because of John Hughes. Who would have thought this would be the topic? And hey, maybe we can come back and revisit this in the future someday. And you can ask me questions about John Hughes things, all right? So now you can start typing up your subject. But it's my job now to talk about what did I learn about my friend David today. What I learned, David, I enjoyed listening to your journey of breaking the delusion of what pop culture and films taught us. I, as a person was someone who uh, clearly believed in Hughes. And like you said, our paths diverted. As I solidified my belief in what he was saying, you broke away the delusion and started creating your own path. I cupped an ass and you released an ass. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what happened. That is a gross and that's poetic. by the way, that's mer- that's metaphorical. You didn't actually release an ass. Like it's metaphorically you release the ass. No, I, I think that is one of the most beautiful things you've ever said. And, and what I found, what I love most is the fact that you learned somebody first and realized that there was more than that. It's not about the shallow. And what you said most about it too is that if you start sincere, you can potentially end sincere. But the point is you start sincere. You don't go for the shallow. You don't go for the immediate passion. You look for what's really genuinely there. Make the effort to look. Don't run through the airport looking for somebody. Just understand them and see if you are strong together on another level. That's what that's what makes for a good relationship. And if it goes and so be's 
that's what makes for a strong ending to a relationship. And David, in your times with people, I learned that sometimes that choosing your writing and your life, your hobbies that you love and your family are important and things that John Hughes himself would probably approve of in his stories. And so that makes me think, David, in the end of it all, you are living that life, right? The writing, the life, the hobbies, the love, the family, the friends. All you didn't get was the two-story house, you selfish bastard. <laughs> but in the end, maybe, David, you hate John Hughes because you're living the Hughes life now. Think about that. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our show. David, I love you. You taught me so much more today. You have given me a way to think about how to deal with breakups and relationships, man. You taught, you opened yourself up about your experiences and all kinds of stuff. I'm so happy. Um, God dang it. What a great episode, David. Thank you so much for being so open with us for the first time. I'm telling you, man, I'm breaking you down one by one, my dude. <laughs> Uh, you know what, man? But here's the, here. Let me just like add something uh, about to this whole discussion, which is you see, like I feel like the impression you get is like, man, like that's it's not how I see the world. But all the pieces are there for you. Like you have good friends. You have an awesome mom. That's the reason why I asked. I don't ask just anybody. Hey, do you want my mom to make you her world famous Mexican cornbread? Oh, no. I knew that like you. Your mom, so these are worthwhile people to offer and break bread with, so to speak. Right? Mexican cornbread in this case. Mex emphasis on the Mexican. There's a lot of jalapenos in there. But um, that's all there, man. Like your your talents, uh, your support network, your family. A little minimal, but you know, still there. Um, that shit's there for you. Sometimes, David, I don't think I have the pieces. But then you say something like that, and it reminds me that maybe I do have the pieces, and it's up to me to put them together. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of our show. Thank you for listening. We hope you had a great time. Uh, please don't forget to like, share, uh, give us all the stars, give us all the reviews. Uh, if you give us a good review, we'll give you a shout-out, maybe. If you give us a bad review, we might still give you a shout-out, so long as you give us five stars if you have any questions or topics that you want to ask or if you want to learn something about us and we should talk about our relationships or problems that we've had or if you're having a problem and you just want to ask us a question and maybe how we would deal with it then please email us at wreckthepod at gmail.com that's r-e-c the pod at gmail.com you can also hit us up at twitter at wreck the pod just let us know if you're talking to me brian or you david and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for being a part of the conversation. My name is Brian Ortiz. And my name is David Castillo. And we will see you next week. Oh, my good Lord. It's time for me to go make myself a woman out of a doll and some computer programs and some porn, David. Let's go get bras. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, my God. It re this really is pop culture therapy, isn't it? Life's a Wreck is an FC podcast production created by Brian Ortiz and David Castillo, recorded in our homes and edited by me, Brian Ortiz. Theme song and outro by Hard Power USA. Check them out on SoundCloud. And please let us know what you think about the show by rating us and leaving a comment. 
You can also email us topics of discussion for future episodes at wreckthepod at gmail.com. That's R-E-C, the pod at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our little slice of the podcast world, and we'll see you at the next episode. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs>